Welcome into the Housing Hour with Kevin Ray, a locally produced program devoted to bringing you a fresh perspective on housing, diving into the issues that matter most. The Housing Hour with Kevin Ray is presented by Mortgage Investors Group. Now, Kevin Ray. Welcome into the Housing Hour. This is Kevin Ray. I am your host. Wow, thank you so much for joining us. I'm here with our executive producer and co-host, Mark Griffith, uh, and I so much appreciate the opportunity to speak to you today. This show is presented by Mortgage Investors Group. Uh, We'd love for you to contact us. We can get you home before the holidays, and the phone number is 865-691-8910 for our local office. Um, If you're calling from the World Wide Web, you can certainly do that at 1-800-489-8910. We'd love to get you plugged in with the right person, and uh, we so much appreciate Mortgage Investors Group. Um, Also, before we get into our show, I do want to tell you how to plug in with us. The number one place to do so is the mothership of all of our information. Is That is thehousinghour.com. You can find all of our current shows, past shows, all the different series that we have completed. And we'd love for you to share those with friends and family. Uh, we have a lot stored up for you, do we not? It's tons. It's unbelievable, actually. Um, and one of the things that we try to do every year Um, Oh, also, sorry, uh, Facebook.com slash The Housing Hour, as well as um, Twitter at The Housing Hour. But what we try to do every year around this time, and and when I say around this time, I mean the holidays. It it could be throughout November, December, you know, in January when people, you know, keep their Christmas trees up till mid-January. That's a problem when Mm -hmm. they haven't watered them in the month or more. Um, But we try to have a show sometime around that time of year about safety. Um, And it could be electrical. It could revolve around Christmas trees, Christmas lights, anything that um, could, you know, hurt you, basically. And that's that's the idea. Everything. That's right. Everything can hurt you. So um, we wanted to find someone who could help us prevent um, us hurting ourselves (laughs) (laughs) and give us some insight into how to prevent that. And guess who we have? I don't know if you guys knew this through our social media postings or not, but Jack Feldman is with us. Jack, thank you so much for coming in. Thanks for having me, Kevin. Absolutely. Fun to be here. Absolutely. It's always fun to have you. And Jack, of course, is our resident expert on home inspections. He's been in business now for 27 years, something like that. 27. Unbelievable. And he comes on periodically, quarterly maybe, uh, and shares with us the, the hysterical photos that we've seen. Um, about the the failures sometimes from his home inspection reports. So, because Jack, you get into a home just talking a little bit about what you do is to set up who you are. You go into a home based upon usually a referral either from a past customer or maybe a realtor, and you go in prior to them closing on the transaction while it's in its contract phase to sort of go through the house. Um, you know, look under every single nook and cranny to make sure the house is fit to be lived in and make sure there's no issues uh, that need to be addressed prior to the customer closing. That's right. Yeah. Like up and down, in and out, mm-hmm. um, in the <laughs> attic when it's 130 degrees, in the crawl space yeah. when it's full of spiders and other things. <laughs> <laughs> and other animals. Um, and one of the things that I see you post sometimes, just is just an example of what he checks, mm-hmm. is the temperature of the water. 
um, as an example, the temperature of the water, if you turn the hot on, you don't want it to give you third degree burns. And so you, sometimes you post, uh, here's my record for the week. And you post, what are some of your higher temperatures that you've seen? 160. Whoa, that would burn somebody badly. It's, it's like making instant coffee from the tap. <laughs> That's true. Because at our office, I always look at the thermometer on the water and it's like 190. So that's not too far from right what comes out of the coffee machine. So so that's Jack Feldman. You can also reach Jack. You can go to our website because we have his information up right now. We're going to post, I'm sure, a link. And to all of his shows, were, which are called Crazy Home Inspections, yes, which he has some really fantastic some humdingers. pictures. Humdingers. Absolutely. So you can check all that out there. So today what we thought we would do is talk with Jack. And, you know, I'm sure you do home inspections during Christmas time, correct? I do. Yeah, you don't take off two months. I, I do not take off two months. Right. So there are things that you probably see and you, you have in your knowledge bank, but there's some there's some things that we want to kind of go over. One, one of the things is, and I actually did a little research prior to the show, if you have in your home, you set your Christmas tree up, what's one of the biggest issues about a live Christmas tree? For instance, having a space heater. How, how are those things? Give me some examples, and we can talk about that. Well, you want to keep it watered, otherwise you end up with a pile of pine mulch, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is kind right. of flammable. And you don't want a, a heat or an a, a open flame near a, a tree that's essentially dead mm-hmm. because it'll catch on fire and not usually good results from that. Mm-hmm. So uh, space heaters you don't want near the Christmas tree. You don't want to set up the Christmas tree next to the fireplace where sparks could come out or be too close to it, get hot, Mm -hmm. catch on fire, spontaneous combustion, I guess. Right. So a space heater plugged in um, next to the tree is a horrible idea. It's a horrible idea. It's a horrible idea because, first of all, the tree is dead. You're watering it. Even if you're watering it, if you have a space heater, what's it doing to the tree? It's, it's drying it out, right? It is. It's drying it out. So when you dry out a tree, there's going to be flames. And, but a lot of times people want this, um, you know, this rock well type of setting where they have the tree in the corner and the fireplace is right next. You know, that picture where the stockings are hung and you have the tree. But, and, and they think that if it's a couple of feet from the fireplace, you're good. But if you ever get a fire good and hot, you know that around that area dries out, it'll just suck the moisture out of the room. It will. And is, that's going to have a tree. live tree just a bad idea all around. I mean, we have over 200 house fires caused per year by by Christmas tree fires. And there's, you know, several deaths as a result of that. Multiple deaths. Um, but over $17 million worth of property damage. And so that's a lot of lost homes. And that, that was actually, that's not even the entire United States. That mm-hmm. was only in this state that I was reviewing. So I apologize. But bottom line is, should we just, should we just not do real trees? You think? I, I'm not going to endorse that platform of taking out uh, live trees. No, I would. I mean, we, we don't do a live tree anymore, but we do a fake tree, but, um, live trees, you just have to make sure that you absolutely do what you need to do. Well, and I had one and before I went to all, you know, fake trees, Mm -hmm. I bought one and it was at Home Depot and I got it right after Thanksgiving and I kept the water in it 
and everything was going great. Until you watered a fake tree? or No, no, oh, I got okay, a live okay, tree okay. before I went I to the fake tree. Okay, sure. And I was watering it just like I was supposed to. And before Christmas, the thing was a mustard yellow. <laughs> <laughs> it was the most disgusting thing. We were so disappointed. We didn't even take pictures in front of the right. tree. And our kids were just babies. So you decided not to take the tree out and replace it. Instead, you just <laughs> yes. had the ugly tree. I, I went, I, I couldn't because it was too late. And, you know, by Christmas time, we noticed, is that really a mustard color? Right. Is that really? it? And, I, and I've heard this from other people. Yeah. That it, it can happen, but if you, know, you so do have that happen, there is one thing that you can do. Spray paint it. Boom! You <laughs> took the words right out of my mouth because the kids—they're probably going to have that in their memory forever. Yeah, that's why we couldn't take a picture in front of the tree. We had to. We had to like if I had if I had skills to Photoshop, I would have done that. But that is hysterical. It happened. Well, and I mean the fact is too, if you have a live tree, there's a variety of different types of live trees. I mean, you've you've got your different. If you go to a different place, you know they're going to give you different options and um the other thing about this there was a there was a story last year around december mid-december where the people who were in the home that had the house fire reported to the firefighters after when they were doing their investigation and they came to realize that it was the tree that caused it they had not watered the tree in four in three to four weeks which if it was december 12th when the story was published so they had the so they had never watered it and that's that's going to cause a fire, especially if you leave your lights on. So that's number one. We got to be careful about that because I don't want to see anybody around here um, uh, in Knoxville. You just don't want to hear the, that. You don't want to hear that, especially around the Now, here's another story that I found online. I'd like to get your all's comments on this. Um, and this happened last year. I found some stories from last year. But this happened in Montgomery County in Alabama. Um, it says the fire marshal office in Conroe is currently investigating a house fire over the Christmas holidays that very well started by one of the holiday's most popular gifts. A two-wheel hoverboard, which was left under the Christmas tree, could likely be the culprit in the January 2nd fire that destroyed a mobile home. Um, the holiday season was marked by stories last year, if you recall, uh, about these lesser quality hoverboards. Yeah. So apparently this was left under the tree the tree was had not been watered uh, appropriately, and the hoverboard caused the fire. You think they plugged it in? They were charging it up under the tree, or did the battery just fail? Did, did it there, it's still under investigation, actually. Um, Trey Gowdy has a hearing on it next week. <laughs> but um, what do you think about that? When you have electronics like that, you don't put them around the tree. I don't think I would. I mean, uh, there's that phone that kind of burns up and... I don't think I'd be charging uh, a, a toy under a tree. Mm -hmm. No, uh, not I, smart. I, I had an iPhone charger that I had bought when I forgot one on a trip, and I just picked one up. Mm -hmm. And when I went to unplug it, it was uh, really, really hot to the touch. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. So it has only been plugged in a couple hours. And we have um, a story from our one of our employees, if you recall, mm -hmm. John Burns, mm -hmm. who had his iPad. And I'm sorry, no. it was his um, Dell, Dell laptop. laptop. Not to throw Dell under the bus, but, but it was their battery. It was the battery burnt the sofa, which then basically took out the whole downstairs. Mm -hmm. And luckily, his son was there to stop the fire prior to that. Um, but yeah, that's just not a good idea. Those things get hot. And if it's around something, especially a tree that's susceptible, is it's going to burn up. It's going to catch fire. 
Um, the other thing is about exterior lights is we've seen some really interesting pictures, um, Jack, of your um, time out in the field. And when we get back from this uh, break, we're going to jump into this because I just was given notification that we only have one minute. So the exter exterior lights, everybody wants to do it up for Christmas. They want to do the Chevy Chase look. They want to have a lot of lights. Um, but we need to have some caution before we do that because it, even the LED lights, certainly they're safer. So when we get back from um, this break, what we'll do is we will tackle the exterior. We'll talk about the electrical that maybe we should be um, thinking about prior to hiring a professional like mm -hmm. you guys do. Yes, in, Ridge. in my Oak Ridge um, office. That might be something to think about if you have an extra couple hundred thousand dollars laying around. <laughs> um, but anyway, guys, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, we'll be returning right after these messages. Housing Hour with Kevin Ray continues, helping you understand what is really going on out there and what to do about it. Again, Kevin Ray. It's that time. Welcome back into the Housing it's Hour. This is here. Kevin Ray. I feel like I'm on NPR radio for some reason today. That's okay, though, but um, we want to thank you guys for joining us. That's because you're full of news. That's right. I'm full of news. I'm full of something. I don't think it's news. <laughs> um, but thank you guys for stepping back into the housing hour and just wanted to remind you all how to plug in with us. You can go to thehousinghour.com. Um, you can find, of course, all of our shows, our past shows. Um, we have a treasure trove of information, and it goes back to till 2011. We're talking about pre pre-Donald Trump even running for president. We're talking about even before President Obama won his second election right. in 2012. So we have some amazing interviews. And just to give you a couple of highlights, we've had um, Bob Corker. We've had um, John, what's the congressman's name? John Duncan. Right. Um, they call him Jimmy. Um, Jimmy Duncan. But we also have a variety of shows with our guest that we have today, Jack Feldman. And by far, I think the best shows we've ever had are with Jack. Because I love that. It's awesome. <laughs> so we were talking off um, air a little bit about um, what, what it is that we want to talk about going forward. And I think the biggest threat to people and their home in the holiday season, because you've got more stuff plugged in, you've got more electricity being used. So it's, it's, it becomes more of an issue of protecting um, your house through safety. So electrical is a big issue. What are some of the pitfalls um, out in the outdoors that you see that could cause problems? Well, the, the, the first thing is probably not having the cords plugged into a GFI protected outlet or a ground fault circuit interrupter protected outlet. Mm -hmm. So if there is a, a, a ground fault, it cuts off the power instead of electrocuting people mm -hmm. <laughs> which usually kind of ruins their day yeah and christmas and christmas yeah. and probably goes into new year's that way unless it's an isis member <laughs> then it would probably be a happy thing but that's okay it, <laughs> yes whatever uh, but having the the proper gauge cords mm -hmm. and not overloading the circuits right and that's you know, electrical safety, because it'll burn down the house. Uh, absolutely. 
And you think about all the things that are plugged in. I was going by Home Depot yesterday and they have, or actually it was Lowe's, and they had this huge airplane with Snoopy on it. Mm-hmm. And it was a blow up and it was lit up and it was huge. And so I can't imagine how much electricity it takes to keep that thing afloat, you know. And if you just, and another thing that I learned yesterday, which I'm so sorry, I just didn't know this. But there are certain, I think this goes to your point, extension cords that will take certain ampage, right? That's right. And you may have just said that, but just in a more articulate way. But what does that mean? Because people who, okay, I want, I want the plane out in the front of my yard, so I need to, I need to have an extension cord. And well, I don't have an outside outlet, so I'm going to run it into my kitchen. You know, how could that cause a problem? Okay, so uh, the wire size is regulated by uh, how many amperage uh, circuit it's connected to. Is amperage a word, actually? Yes. Amperage okay. is a All word, right. yeah. Good. Yeah. <laughs> Let me write um, that down. It, it's plural of amp, maybe. Okay. But anyway, so the, the amperage of the circuit dictates the size of the cord you should be plugging into it. Now, what comes into play is the longer the cord, you get a thing called voltage drop. Mm-hmm. And the longer the cord, if you have a smaller gauge wire, will start generating heat because those electrical uh, gizmos are trying to get through the end and they're running out of strength. Mm-hmm. So people plug in a 100-foot cord, but it's not enough, so they plug another 100-foot cord on. But the the big gauge cords are too expensive, so they buy, they go to, you know, a, a dollar, dollar, tree. dollar tree and Is buy. Dollar, yeah, I don't know if they do that. Well, there's other places where you can buy very mm-hmm. small gauge wires and kind of like the Big old, lots. Okay. <laughs> uh, it's kind of like the old jumper cables that you, I don't know if you ever used them and you're yeah. hooking up the battery and all of a sudden they're burning your hands. Mm-hmm. It's because the wire couldn't contain the electricity going through it and overheats. Mm-hmm. It overheats long enough, it melts the insulation and it can catch on fire, it can start arcing. Mm-hmm. So, I think that's what happened to me. Uh, I talked to uh, Jack earlier today, and I was describing to him I had a, an extension cord on a net lighting LED last year. And although I noticed that the— Was this your Halloween lights or your Christmas lights? Christmas I you lights. Do both. I do both. <laughs> uh, but Christmas lights. But what happened was I went out the next morning, and, of course, all my netting was out. And um, I was looking down and saw this big melted blob of wire, and it was the extension cord. You're and kidding I took, me. I took the net lighting back because I thought it was that. I could not find a UL listing on. Did they give you the money back? Uh, no. Because of your negligence? No. Yeah. <laughs> I took the wire in the net. He looked at you. You got an extension cord problem. So that's problem. I was just wondering if maybe that's what happened. So I think even somebody. You had the wrong amperage. I think I did. Right? And see, it yeah. just shows you how lack of knowledge can be costly. Luckily, it was in the in the bed, in the middle of the bed, didn't cause any problems, and my ground fault kicked in. Uh, so that saved me. But it melted oh, really you said good. Bed. I was thinking about your bedroom, but you're talking about your bed. Flower, your flower bed. bed. Okay, gotcha. Flower bed. <laughs> I was going to say, that's a problem. Um, well, that's a good point because there's different color um, extension cords like this is what we found out oh, because i didn't we, know that well we had we had our this is just an, a side store to it but we had our blower that had stopped working and it started smoking and so um because we had used an extension cord that was the wrong ampage or amperage cs i don't know the difference but they told us well no you need to have the black and red extension cord you don't need the orange extension cord 
That was what they told me. Is, do you know anything about this? This is a controversy. Well, cords come in variety of colors, mm-hmm. and there's no universal color. It's not a universal color. Okay, um, that's what I thought. I think we'll have to research yeah. this. I think there is. <laughs> it's um, well, we can maybe talk about uh, a small wager then. Okay, in that, <laughs> in that a wagerage. A wagerage, yeah. Uh, wagerage on amperage. But it's it's the diameter of the cord. Okay, you know what it may have yeah, been? It may have age. been specific to Home Depot's color-coordinated cords because every store might have a different color coordination. So, yeah. but, but the end of the day, guys, here's the deal. If you're plugging in multiple, as Jack called it, gizmos into your outside What you call it. Yeah, exactly. You need to be sure that you have the correct setup. And, um, you know, for me, I hate to admit this, my wife, you know, tells me it's all the time. I just don't know a lot about home maintenance or anything of that nature. So who might somebody call? I know that you're not going to say, Hey, Jack Feldman, do you, can you come out and check my, um, <laughs> but, but could it be a father, a family member, something like that? Somebody who, who is a friend who might know it. That could, Cause I mean, I know that seems like a simple thing, but somebody like myself that does not know anything, but to make sure that you're not going to destroy your house, who might they talk to? Someone that does know. Okay, there you go. Uh, there you do, go. Do not YouTube Clark Griswold. Right. <laughs> no, that would not be. Well, actually, that's a good point. How-to videos could help, just not with Clark but attached not to Not with it. Clark. Yeah, how, yeah, how-to videos might explain them. You, mm-hmm. can, you can probably YouTube anything. Absolutely. Yeah, but I think another problem is people go to places like Dollywood or the Osborne lights at Disney and they see this continuous strands of lights that, and you can tell that they clip the ends off and they have put these together and put little uh, connectors on them so they can make this one continuous strands of light. You know, the boxes tell you that you can't hook so many strands up yet, you know, the Clark Griswolds of the world are putting six of these strands together Instead of just the three required. No, that's a good point. And yeah. and not all professionals um, know what they're doing because just because Dollywood does it, you know, they might have issues. They might have problems because professional people that think that they know everything about electricity, they sometimes don't. There was a story that I found and it was talking about a tree in Los Angeles. This was last year in the early morning hours on Monday, a giant Christmas tree outside the Weston South Coast Plaza in Costa Mesa fire officials said was destroyed. The 96 foot tall white fir from Mount Shasta burst into flames at 6.30 a.m., the fire department reported. Um, crews arrived within minutes and quickly doused the flames, but not before the blaze consumed the tree and its decorations. I know this is not funny, but there's a picture on there. If you can see, you can just... Uh, it it's was... An, guys, a 96-foot tree is a big tree. That's huge. So the investigation found that they had over... Listen to this. ...used... The amperage that that, you know, outlet was, I mean, certainly they didn't have it hooked up to one outlet, but guys, that's what happened. I mean, think if there there was some exterior buildings that could have went down with this, that could have caused a big problem for the Costa Mesa government. Almost a hundred foot tree. That's huge. That must've been quite a flame. (laughs) It was. And there was counselors on hand because people, you know, this one lady commented that the tree was her friend. 
Oh. So you, you just have to be <laughs> well, there's always There's always the ancillary damage. Yeah, there's some tree huggers as well in California. So, guys, um, we're going to continue this conversation. This is really entertaining. Um, we're going to get into some more issues that you want to be aware of um, when we come back right after these messages. Housing Hour with Kevin Ray continues, helping you understand what is really going on out there and what to do about it. Again, Kevin Ray. You're a mean one, Mr. Grinch. You really are a hero. Welcome back into the Housing Hour. This is Kevin Ray. I am your host. I'm here with Mark Griffith, our executive producer and co-host. We also have Jack Feldman in. He's an expert um, about everything, basically, and he's helping us understand fire safety and giving some tips and pointers to folks out there. And when I was doing the research, Mark and Jack, I mean, you know, I found story after story. Um, this is serious business. I know we're sort of making fun in, in a little bit, but I mean, around the Christmas holidays, losing a home is certainly um, mm-hmm. not something that we want to see happen. And so there are some things that you can do. Um, and I was reading an article about uh, LED lights <clears throat> also could possibly be more safe because they could be safer because they use less electricity. Right. Is that it, Jack? They do, yeah. Could you elaborate? <laughs> <laughs> well, they, they use a, a lot less uh, electricity. Less amperage? Less amperage. Well, they're less watts, but okay. we'll go with less amperage. Too. Wattridge. <laughs> but um, so a conventional light bulb. Uh, a lot of manufacturers will say, okay, you can put five cords together. Mm-hmm. Well, if you're using LED lights, you might be able to go to nine cords because on the same size circuit. Mm-hmm. So you can have more lights and use less electricity. So it's much safer in the long run. It is. And probably prettier. I like LEDs. Mm-hmm. It's an aesthetic. Thing. Jack, yeah, Jack. I think um, Mark does in Oak Ridge. It's beautiful. So if you have an opportunity, yeah, drive and by. You you would love it. It's like a winter wonderland over there. And the parade, the Oak Ridge parade, also goes by our building. So it would be an opportunity for those of you who are out in that area to stop by and see see the lights and that's december 10th of this year you can come into my parking lot and we're going to have hot dogs and hot chocolate and it's free to the public and it's great parking and we're at the beginning of the parade so as soon as it passes you can exit the town and get home and you have you have s'mores did you say s'mores hot dogs hot chocolate we do it all right there it's fun and i get a lot of people that come in that's it's, awesome. It's big. And, yeah. uh, but we have... You do it big, just like Donald big, Trump. Everything huge. is going to be huge. We got it huge. It's going to be amazing. But uh, one of the things, we have professional lights. We uh-huh. have from a, a Christmas guy. Um, his company is... We've had him on the show. Christmas Decor. Mm-hmm. And uh, they put up the professional lights. And they're and very it's not, that, it's not that expensive. No. Yeah, they're not. I mean, and if you think about it, here's the other benefit, and I don't want this to turn into a promotion for them, but um, they come take them down. And they they store them. They, you know, you have the same lights. It may not be the exact same lights, but they take care of it and you have the same setup. So it's something to think about. And we should think about having him back on. Um, So anyway, having lights on the exterior. Another thing, too, um, and this is so important, and I don't really know what this means, but it was part of the list. But it was um, if you have 
cracked sockets, right? Yeah. Or or frayed wires, you know, maybe old equipment, you know, maybe you have the old, you know, bulb that you've had that your grandfather gave you from 1977. You know, could frayed wires and cracked sockets cause a problem? Maybe you don't even know that that's happening. Yes. Well, bef before, before you install the lights, you should inspect them mm -hmm. and look for frayed wires or uh, cracked sockets or broken bulbs or maybe a mouse has gotten into <laughs> yeah. your your storage mm -hmm. and Jack -Jack? chewed away. Or Snowball, the he's, Griswold he's, he's cat. He's one of the mice off of Cinderella. What? Snowball, the Griswold cat chewed on That's them. right. Yes. Oh, man, that's so true. Well, hey, guys, actually, you know what? Pets are something to factor into this. Because guess what? There was another story that I found where the dog, un yeah, noticed by the uh, owners, had been drinking the water from the tree so they were filling it up you know the next day they were like well that tree is really thirsty and the dog was drinking it it never got watered and that was part of what they associated with fire later um, once the investigation was done so just a little FYI if you have a dog make sure that the dog is watered also and because you know how dogs are if they don't find water they're gonna go to the source of water so make mm -hmm. sure you put your toilet seats down um, they're going to find water, and the Christmas tree is the most perfect place for them. Um, kind of changing gears a little bit, a lot of the decorations that we get, and toys for that matter, are coming from China, right? Uh -huh. Now, under the Trump presidency, he's going to end that. <laughs> We're going to have toys and decorations that are going to be created right here in America. But until that happens, he's not even inaugurated until next month or till January. Um, that's, a, that's a concern. You have... Um, you have grand, do you have grandkids? I do. You've got grandkids. Yes. I've got kids and, um, you know, they like to chew on stuff, right? So talk to me about lead base paint in certain, certain things. Now I know that Christmas, like for instance, the little Santas that were made before 1978 are the problem. I'm mm -hmm. kidding. I'm kidding. Well, <laughs> that's only in homes. I guess that's, <laughs> you know, should we skip to the next uh, stage? <laughs> I'm, I'm not sure how uh, lead paint on toys and things is regulated. It's, it's kind of out of my purview. Mm -hmm. But you know everything. I, well, apparently not. But well, in 1997, the, tr the Federal Trade Commission ruled that lead-based in toys, they, they amended the 1978 clause. I'm totally making all that up. Talk to me. What do you think? Well, I'm, I'm telling you, uh, the, the decorations, the reason they have lead based. It, it has lead base. If you see, you know, just some of the sparkly things that you can buy at any store, read the, read the fine print because it says may contain lead, wash hands after handling. You, you pick them up. You can find this. I found some. I put a decoration around my, um, chandelier. <laughs> and it was where's really Ralph Nader when you need him? It's there. This is craziness. So my wife had me get rid of it because we have this small grandchild now. Right. So lead lead is one of the I think I mean autism uh, one of many things that it can do. Um, I know you're getting all choked up about this. I mean because you have a grandkid, but it's very <laughs> very serious. So um, Jack, you know. One of the things we do on the show is we make things up sometimes if we don't know the answer. So just to give you a little, I'm kidding, I'm totally joking. <laughs> but um, here's the other thing too, guys. Here's one important thing. If you have, and this is for the kids, I guess, um, that are listening, uh, parents, 
you got to be careful because Santa's coming down the chimney, mm-hmm. right? So there's some things that you can do to prevent that. Um, fireplaces, first of all, let's talk about that. Fireplaces, do they need to be clean? Is this in your purview? I think it is. It is. Do, yes. do fireplaces, and so there's different types of fireplaces, but if, if you have an actual fireplace, does it ever need to be cleaned or can you just go, you know, it's fine, it'll clean itself because of the heat? <laughs> well, it yeah. Will. yeah, as far as you know, Kevin, that's how it works. Yeah. But for everyone else, they right. should have them uh, looked at and serviced by a professional chimney sweep mm-hmm. if you're using it. I mean, if you're just right. having it for decoration and maybe not so much. But if you're if you're burning fires in that fireplace, you need to have that. How serviced. often? At least once a year. But it depends on usage. your usage. Mm-hmm. Um if you have gas logs, then a lot of people keep their gas logs mm. and they keep the pilot running all the time. Mm. You Why? Want to, Why would people do that? Because, well, let's not go there. Okay. Um, <laughs> I was going to say something inappropriate. That's, that's um, fine. She's got a drop button in there. But uh, <laughs> if it has a damper, they're supposed to have what's called a damper stop. Mm-hmm. So that damper will not close <clears throat> completely because you have a pilot guy light going and damper shut you have your favorite carbon monoxide coming mm. in the house mm-hmm. so make sure that damper is open when you're using the why fireplace. is that my favorite <laughs> i almost you, died you, from carbon. okay exactly. you remember that yes okay. thank you because i i know everything that's right well that's a good point and for, for those people out there that are using a, the fire the real fire which i love because i have that um burning fire in there what what could happen basically what the uh, consequence of that is is that you have this creosote that's up there right and it's flammable yeah, right it fair. so you've got a fire in your chimney you don't know it until the house burns down i mean essentially the it, the fire would become so hot and consume the chimney that it's going to crumble and fall onto the roof right and, and break your lights that you staple to the shingles when that happens. <laughs> <laughs> and that's not, I mean, that's what, that's what the consequence is. That's down maybe your neighbor's house. Right. I, I had one um, in the house that I grew up in, in just in Knoxville. We had a uh, chimney fire. Now, it was a masonry fireplace. So it was all brick going all the way up through the chimney. And we heard it ignite. Mm. Um, and it sounded like or just a roar. <laughs> Mm. And when I went this outside, going so the fire, the it's fire shot out of the roof uh, of the top of the chimney, uh-huh. and it looked like an inverted rocket, you know, wow. spaceship rocket going down. It absolutely, we call the fire department. Wasn't any damage because it was contained within it, but it can be very, very dangerous for houses. You know, we had a, a, a tile roof, so it wasn't like the embers could fall in like Trump Plaza or something. It was an old house in West Knoxville. Well, and for those people who are, my wife um, tells me about this all the time because we like to start a fire and the fire needs to be put out Mm -hmm. prior to you leaving. And preferably, I think it would be a a prudent thing to do before you go to sleep, put the fire out. And um, that can be done by not starting the fire at 10 p.m., you yeah. know, I mean, some people keep the fire running all night. And, yeah. and if it's a heat source, obviously we're talking about a different thing. Right. And there just needs to be protective coverings and certainly all of the other things that you need to, to be aware of. Um, but those are important. And, and, you know, the gas log thing as well. I said that a moment ago jokingly because I had the pilot light going <clears throat> for a long time before a friend of mine said, why are you running the pilot light? So we turned that off. We shut it down because we don't ever use it. 
So guys, when we get back from these messages, we're going to wrap things up, no pun intended, and give you some final tips um, and tricks if um, Jack is willing. And uh, we'll be able to provide you with this uh, show so that you can share this with your most favorite aunt, uncle, friend, anybody that you want to know about fire safety and about the holidays. So we're going to continue our show right after these messages. Along to the song about wintry fairy land Our cheeks are nice and rosy and comfy cozy are we We're snuggled up together like two birds of a feather would be Let's take the road before us and sing a chorus or two The Housing Hour with Kevin Ray continues, helping you understand what is really going on out there and what to do about it. Again, Kevin Ray. I wouldn't touch you with a 39 and a half foot This is Kevin Ray. I am your host. Thank you for joining us. I'm very grateful for the opportunity and want to appoint you guys to our website, thehousinghour.com. You can learn about our guest, Jack Feldman. Um, more about his business and he can definitely uh, protect you by going out to a home that you're purchasing um, prior to closing and learning um, more about the house getting sort of a blueprint of, of issues and some things that you can find out that's very important and they could be safety oriented um, and they could uh, be some other issues that you want to be aware of um, and also if you own a home you could still have them come out right that's it yeah so um and if you're renting a home as an example and you have new renters coming in it's probably not a bad idea to have that home inspected prior to uh going through with that so we've been talking over the hour about fire safety and about safety in general um we we did venture into lead-based paint which didn't didn't work out too well um (laughs) but um you know i was thinking of something else when i had mentioned the joke about the fire um in the in the chimney and that is about people who are stapling their lights to the Mm -hmm. um exterior yeah that too but also on top of the home the shingles i mean that's just not smart right you you never really want to put holes in your roof whether they're staples or nails right i mean it's a hole that's a hole yeah the shingles are there to protect from water exactly but even in your exterior of your house, into the siding, the wood fascia board, you mm-hmm. know, that's going, that's just right where the gutter's attached to. Below that, a lot of people will staple it. Well, that's, you know, you're going to create, smart. well, you're going to create little holes that eventually over time is going to just rot. Just rot. Yeah. So the, the way you would get around that, I'm sure that at your local store where you purchase your LED lights, they have different fasteners and methods um, for you to be able to hang these without having to ruin your house. Yeah, they do. I mean, uh, what do you use um, typically? He doesn't decorate well, he, outside. Yeah, he, yeah, he does. <laughs> well, there's, there's a, a zillion little plastic brackets that will yeah. hang on. They, they clip into shingles if you want to go up on your mm-hmm. roof. They clip into shingles. They clip on gutters. There's the uh, there, there's like it's like a clay that you can put on brick and you mm. embed the oh. and it's and That's then good. you peel it off afterwards. Or Mark was explaining about those little 3M 
stickers stickers <clears throat> that people mm-hmm. use. But there's a lot of and pull the paint right off, and I mean, you can paint again. If you, if you do it right, <laughs> yeah. If if Mark does it, it doesn't pull the paint off. If Kevin does it, maybe it does. The paint comes it, off. Yeah. It comes off with Kevin. But exactly. there's all kinds of brackets and and things to attach these cords without destroying your mm-hmm. house. Yeah. That's and when I look true. at the uh, the professional uh, people that come out to our place, they're using those brackets, and I put it on the ridge vent of the roof. And I've noticed they have little attachments there. And they run it all so neatly down into one space. It looks like somebody set up a a stereo system in their car. It is. It's it's fantastic. Um, But not another advertisement for them. Um, Another danger, we only have a few moments left, but um, my wife likes to do the candles in the window. Not the real candles. Not like it's 1878, but the, you know, the fake candles. Now, during the holidays... Candles do become more popular, although some people use them year-round, and people are very worried about it. I guess I never really am concerned about it, but my wife is always very concerned about, oh, did, did you did you blow out the candles? You know, she's always calling me, making sure. And so, and she doesn't even want me to light them because she'll end up having to blow them out. Candles can <laughs> cause fires. That is fire that's coming from the wick, okay? That's not an LED light if you do have a real candle. So make sure that you you know, are cautious, make sure that you have a plan. If you're in also, if the electricity goes out, God forbid, and you light a bunch of candles throughout the house, just make sure that you know which candles that you um, had lit, because if it's in the middle of the night and you've lit candles all throughout the house, for what reason, I don't know. And then you forget and go back to sleep. And you also had the chimney open and, and a breeze comes in, knocks over something. You could have a fire on your hands, right? Exactly. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of candles mm-hmm. um, because, for one, they they produce soot. Some of them do, mm-hmm. which is not good to breathe. No, you don't want any sootridge in your house. There's no doubt. Well, guys, we've come to the end of our show. Jack, thank you. Mark, thank you. Um, we also want to thank Rachel for uh, spinning the records in there for us. Um, this show is provided to you by Mortgage Investors Group. Um, you can reach us at one eight hundred four eight nine eight nine one zero. And until next time, thank you, and we'll see you next week. That's the Housing Hour with Kevin Ray for today. Join Kevin and his guests each week at this time to keep up with the why and why not you need to know, so come here to find out. This show is presented by Mortgage Investors Group. Feels like we're in the dead of winter, waiting on something better. But am I really gonna have-